Today's big question, who can mandate vaccines? Vaccine mandates. Everybody's doing it. The question is, who actually can? Can your employer, your mayor, your university, your president? All of a sudden, we just seem to have no idea. Even Republicans are debating about employers, the free market, if that's still a thing, versus biomedical tyranny. Here's the scary thing. Even when we're not sure, our default is just to assume whoever is putting the mandate in place has the authority to do so. But do they? Hey everybody, welcome to the show. I'm Michaela. I'm your host here to give you the compassionate and conservative argument to America's most debated questions. I am here in the Shamrock studio powered by Shamrock Media Solutions with our producer, Cha-Cha. Hey. Hey. So today is all about mandates. This is... Bom, bom, bom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who, why do they even have the authority? And if they do, should they even have the authority? Mm. So we're going to go through multiple different people or entities that have instituted vaccine mandates. And we're going to ask, can they even do that? So the first one we're going to start with, the big kahunas. <laughs> big kahunas is not the right word. The big something. We'll go with kahuna. The big kahuna. The big kahuna. The president of the United States. So the president of the United States, if you have been paying attention, has instituted multiple different vaccine mandates. First, for all federal employees and federal contractors, any business that wants to do business with the federal government has to also have all their employees vaccinated. But here's the new thing the president's done. The president has now required businesses with more than 100 employees to fully vaccinate all of their staff. Because of his patients because of his patience. So we're going to, that's funny, Cha. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to play a game, Cha. We're going to play, this is a bit of when our president announced that he was going to roll out this new, um, every, every company with a hundred employees has to vaccinate them. This is just clips of that. It's not the entire speech. So this oh, okay. is just a compilation video and we're going to play a game. So whenever Highly we want, Whenever we want, gosh, excuse me, Mr. President, I'm not ready yet. Whenever we want, we can, we can stop the clip and comment on it. Okay. But all you have to go, stop. Okay, okay, okay. All right, so heard that. If you want the clip to stop, you have to say the word stop. So if you hear something that you're like, okay, okay, we got to talk about it, we got to talk about it. Because this is like a five minute clip. So I expect us to call stop every once in a while. Heard that. When the spirit moves you, you call stop you understand okay yeah, again this isn't it. the full speech but this is just some of the highlights and there's actually okay. some really some really rich stuff that's missing from this and we'll talk about that afterwards but you ready to play yeah okay go ahead so this it. is the president of the united states highly contagious delta variant that i began to warn america about back in july spread late summer like it did in other countries before us while the vaccines provide strong protection for the vaccinated we read about and hear about and we see the stories of hospitalized people, people on their deathbeds, among the unvaccinated over the past few weeks. 
This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Stop. <laughs> All right. What would you like to say, Cha? <laughs> Sometimes it can just be for a sigh if you want. I believe I actually tweeted about this when I watched this live. Uh, or I, whatever. Anyway, it was on my social media. I said, yeah. for the record, this is not a pandemic of the unvaccinated. <laughs> like, I, I guess I understand that what he maybe meant by that is that the real pandemic here are people who are unvaccinated. There's, there's, this is problematic on multiple fronts. This is not a pandemic of preposition, the vaccinated, and this is not a, a pandemic of unvaccinated people because right because there, that sounds like the unvaccinated people themselves right, are the pandemic. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, this is so problematic on so many levels. And I just want everyone to know that the president <laughs> cannot, he, he, they're bullying this was a case in point of that um people who choose because it is a choice it's a medical choice to be unvaccinated or, or from covid right that um anything that rolls out from them is going to be punitive you're going to be punished well, if you are not vaccinated and if the goal of the president which i, I believe he would say it is is to get more people vaccinated to say like, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated to completely just like right. put all the unvaccinated over in this right. little like this is a for the unvaccinated not like i'm concerned about here's right. the stats and the facts and um i'm concerned i would love more people to get vaccinated and here's right. all the no. reasons why that is not what's going no. on it's like this just popped in my head middle schoolers right they're all stinky because they don't know when they should and should not wear deodorant because they haven't they haven't yet right yeah they're, totally they're learning yeah they they stink. the principal could not get on the intercom at morning announcements and go ugh, this this is a school, stank this is of a, the undeodorized this, right this school in, in in an effort to get more people to wear deodorant and be like ugh, this school is just a, a plague of you stinky students and they're gonna be like ugh, whatever dude well, but instead what and they did you remember what they did in the my changing body classes for women they would give you they would give you and they were like and here's some reasons why if you and they didn't put it on you they didn't no. force you to wear it they didn't say if you like, don't wear it, you can't have any friends right. they were just like hey here's or you deodorant. can't have a job or if you don't wear deodorant you can't come I'm, to school <laughs> you can't come to school or i'm gonna make you uh take the deodorant class anyway this metaphor is going a little out of hand but to that point it's ridiculous it's becoming punitive yeah okay is, is my right. point play it again and it's caused by the fact that despite america having unprecedented and successful vaccination Stop. program <laughs> i'm sorry this will be quick everything is so unprecedented what is that tweet that's like we were so close to precedent no, I, I said that because a uh, tiktoker i follow said we were so close to precedent oh that's what it yeah. was anyway oh, man, we're, we're so every, close to precedent everything, everything is outrage everything is anger everything is unprecedented there's now. been no precedent there for is anything. no precedent like everything is unprecedented i don't even know what the precedent is anymore i don't know how to get back to I, it <laughs> i would like to live there if anyone Excuse knows me, how do i get to the precedent <laughs> if anyone knows please comment whatever Tell me how to email get to the us. precedent right i would like to go back to the precedented times thank you <laughs> Despite the fact that for almost five months, free vaccines have been available in 80,000 different locations, we still have nearly 80 million Americans who have failed to get the shot. Stop. Because we have a choice. Thank you. Matters worse. There are elected officials actively working to undermine the fight against COVID-19. Stop. 
Governor Ron DeSantis is definitely who he's talking about. <laughs> I, I just imagine, like, Daddy Ron. Just at me just next like, time. Literally, at me next time. <laughs> okay, you can play it again. Instead of encouraging people to get vaccinated and mask up, they're ordering mobile morgues for the unvaccinated dying from COVID in their communities. This is totally unacceptable. Stop. Uh, you know what? I don't even know that's not true. I just feel that's not true. <laughs> I'm going to look into it. Okay. Just the verbiage. I didn't look like into the mobile morgues. Ordering. I do live in Florida, and I the think he's ordering. talking about Florida. Yeah, sure. And I don't remember Ron DeSantis stepping out and saying, I would like all the mobile morgues to please report to Volusia County. Right, exactly. But Miami-Dade County. Maybe I missed that one. And actually, I follow governor DeSantis does pretty closely right. so maybe i miss that maybe it's a different state but he seems like he's adding ron DeSantis right. and probably governor abbott in texas and, yeah. and all the red state governors anyway all right go on the unvaccinated overcrowd our hospitals or overrunning emergency rooms and intensive care units leaving no room for someone with a heart attack or pancreatitis or cancer and a distinct minority of americans Supported by a stink minority of elected officials. Stop. Wait. <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. Wait. Are you going to do the distinct minority of Americans supported by a distinct minority of individuals, like our elected officials? I'm so funny. I'm like, who could that be? I'm just sitting here scratching my noggin thinking, who could you be making that reference to, President? <laughs> this Unreal. distinct again, minority of Americans. Again, this is just a broader picture, but here we have people making mountains out of molehills or or fringe issue into mainstream issue. It's like he's saying the unvaccinated just pour in and they make a human wall in front of all the emergency rooms well, and, and, <laughs> and to, they won't let anybody in. And to assert, first of all, these people are sick. You wouldn't you wouldn't turn away. OK, I'm, I'm not even going to use that example. You wouldn't turn away someone who's morbidly obese, who had a heart attack or something because they could have chose not to eat. But that's all what people burgers. are saying now, child. That's the thing is not with um, that example, but. That is what we're starting to see happen is people are saying, well, if they're unvaccinated, then they shouldn't even be treated. No, that's what I'm saying. So, like, these people are sick. The way that our president is speaking of people who are needing emergent care, who are, quote, the child, flooding you're, the hospitals. You're not understanding. They're not people. They're the unvaccinated. You're right. I, you're <laughs> that's what you're forgetting, right. Cha. You're absolutely right. How dare you? All right, I. you want to keep playing? God, how far into this are we? I mean, it feels like we've been listening to this for 30 minutes. No, we're about halfway. Okay, okay. <laughs> are keeping us from turning the corner. These pandemic politics, as I refer to, are, are, make, are making people sick, causing unvaccinated people to die. We cannot allow these actions to stand in the way of protecting the large majority of Americans who have done their part. They want to get back to life as normal. Stop. I really, I really don't understand, and no one has given me a good answer as to why the president is spreading this, his administration, the WHO, the CDC. Who do you get a vaccine for? Because if millions of Americans and most Americans have, quote, done their part and gotten vaccinated, which we are to that 70, 75 percent threshold mm -hmm. of vaccination, the, the goal. Right. Who, who are they worried about? This is about control at this point. Who are oh, they worried course. about? 
because i bet we'll get flagged by the cdc we'll get some kind of fact check and they'll tell us i'd like to know please right, right. go flag ahead us. cdc <laughs> explain to me why um if most americans have had the choice to get vaccinated and the ability to and the ability there has been access mm-hmm. and some people have chosen not to and people have chose to get it right what a big pro- percentage have right. chosen to get it it sounds right. like so explain to me who, why are the people who are vaccinated at risk what are who are they at risk from you do not have to crusade for me mr president oh i guess i just added myself you do not have to c- crusade for me mr president i don't need i know the choice <laughs> oh I'm you added your- <laughs> yeah, I, added <laughs> I was like what are you talking about spoiler yeah. alert um you don't need I, I understand i assume the risk that i'm taking um and i don't like you're bullying americans on my behalf and i don't like for but no reason. also simultaneously dehumanizing and i think right. that's well that's the thing is if this is a the goal of the administration if their goal was to get more people vaccinated they've done literally everything wrong because first they're Literally. like get vaccinated because even if you do get vaccinated if less every single person in the entire universe is vaccinated then you're still at risk and you still have to wear 16 masks and you still it doesn't make i mean sense. and we don't we usually don't come for covid because it's just like so polarizing but that is like the logical fallacy that we're looking at in the face is that okay, this is the worst campaign for getting a vaccine I've ever seen. If your whole yeah. argument is that unless 100% of the population is vaccinated, you won't be safe. Yeah, then, and that, that's just right. an illogical it's argument. Just, yeah, it's, it's like, it's so true. effective that unless everyone gets it, it doesn't work. And, and, and anyone, regardless of their vaccination status, who's being honest can see that as a, as a fallacy, that these two things can't exist at the same time, that it can't be like super, super effective and also require 100% compliance. Right. There's just, these two things can't live together. They contradict each other. And the only thing that would make this make sense is that this is about power and compliance. Yep. All right, go on. This is not about freedom or personal choice. All right, stop. Okay. That is literally the president of the United States just said the words, this is not about freedom or personal choice. It's about compliance. I cannot believe that the president of the United States, whoever you are, whoever you voted for, you got to hear, if you hear the president say this isn't about freedom, the president of the United States, the president of the free world saying this isn't about freedom or personal choice, saying that's not what this is about. And you know what? What? If if, if you're listening and you, because, and you probably have this later and maybe I'll put a pin in it, but if you are listening and you are of... A mind, a mindset, or a narrative, maybe that you support that is not this. Totally, it will come for you. Duh, it will turn on you too. Yeah, you're saying even if you are in this example, if you're vaccinated, yeah. this isn't about that. That's what it I can't might. understand. That this is not about your choice to vaccinate or not. Not because you I, specifically, right, child, right, right. but like anyone I, listening. We support your choice. Totally. Get this is not about sure. that. That's what we have to see past this. The president saying on a national address. The words, this is not about freedom or personal choice is an issue, whether he was talking about the vaccinations, about the way we eat, about how many times a time day we exercise, about what color shirt we wear, or about how we vote. It doesn't matter. You know, to hear those words coming out of the president of the United States, somebody had to vet that in his office. They had to write down and look at multiple times, this is not about freedom or personal choice and think, you know what? The American people will be fine with that. What? It's scary that we're fine with that. And everyone's like, da, 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 I think that was the Star Wars theme on accident. Maybe the Mandalorian theme. Ooh. I've been watching that a little bit. All right. Okay, keep going, keep going. It's not about freedom or personal choices where we left off, by the way. It's about protecting yourself and those around you. The people you work with. The people you care about. The people you love. 
sorry i'm sorry stop hey <laughs> child you gotta play the game i'm so sorry but <laughs> again this is this is the example of that fallacy coming out right here you do not get vaccinations to, to protect, protect other, other people. people i do, like why are we accepting that if you because got it fits into the good samaritan narrative are, that's what it's about right and that's and that's what they're operating on that's what that's how it they're fits hoping. into this isn't about even the medical repercussions and it repercussions is the right word this isn't even about medicine this isn't about health this is 100 percent about compliance proving person. that you are a good or a good not citizen of the country that joe biden is the president of which he seems to not have an understanding yeah. of so just so we're clear our president president biden is saying um being a good citizen being a, a good member and is a pr- doing is, whatever i tell yeah, you to whatever do. i tell you to do you do that and that makes you good that and makes, that makes you, good. you okay that's unity which right. is what the of course if people talked about this before president biden promised to bring unification this is not unification at all it's just homogeny homogeny is not unification homogeny is sameness yep. so all of us doing the same thing that's not unity yep yeah in in force forced it, homogeny right forced homogeny is not unity being forced to do something and not Top of down your forced. own will yeah. is not that's not it you no. guys come on all right okay we gotta keep going because I, I can't believe it. it it gets worse my job as president is to protect all americans stop 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 this is not true this he he does not understand what the job of the president is and that's what bothers me here the job of the president is not to protect us the job that's your mom's job so the job of the president is to protect your rights to protect your rights and to protect the constitution of the united states when he swore in as the president of the united states he didn't put his hand on a bible and say i promise to protect every Every single single american American. no No. that is a jinx okay unjinx you're good job but (laughs) this is so incorrect this is the nanny state in a sentence my job as president is to protect you to protect all americans this is not true this should offend you by the way because in what he's supposed to do is protect your rights and then you and your people who love you and your community and whatever your church whatever those people will protect you the president's not going to protect you you know why because he can't and he'd be terrible at it you don't want he that. is terrible at it he will protect you as far as uh, defense goes things like that in america protect the country but he's not going to protect every individual person from getting sick for the rest of his presidency this will not happen right. he is supposed to first and foremost protect we are a nation of laws and that is what the president protects he swears to protect the constitution and he swears to protect our rights not us and our protection from getting a disease this is not it right and th- and this is another um example of how this administration this way of thinking people are seriously hook line and sinker fooled into thinking that the government or the figurehead the president will take care of everything we're going to give you money while you're not working like the supreme chancellor of america it's, it's unreal <laughs> Like he, I, he said that, and I actually it. in real life I went pass. Right. <laughs> like, no right. thanks. I. If, and if you are someone who's like, oh great, like I I need someone to take care of me, I encourage you look inside your communities. This is not his job, and he's gonna suck at it. Right. Can't understate that. If you think your president is going to be the best protection for you, you have to find another community to sew into. That will take care of you and love you and protect you. Maybe your family. If not your family, you can find other communities, religious communities, cultural communities, 
sports communities, whatever, who's going to Not protect you. It's just the president lie. won't do it. If you think that this man it's a is lie. going to protect you, yeah. he won't. It's a lie that he's going to protect every American. And it's he's going to tell you lie. that, that right. he can protect you, but he can't. It's a lie that this pandemic will be, quote, over. Yes. This and he virus. promised that he said, I'm going to shut down yeah. the virus. That's a lie. You That's can't lie. do you that. You can't do it. It's here. That's it has it. animal reservoirs. You're not shutting it down. We're never going to have 0% COVID-19. And nothing that President Joe Biden does, no matter how much power you give him, he won't do that. He's going to keep telling you that he's going to be able to protect you if you give him more power. But that's a lie. This is untrue. Young people listening, take note. The president cannot do the things that he's telling you that he can do constitutionally or even in real life. Yeah. And, and to reiterate what you said earlier, Michaela, this is not about the vaccine. No, this, it has this, nothing to do with the vaccine. This is not whether or not Michaela and I think the there's the the vaccine is good to take or the efficacy of the vaccine. No, that is not even what. That's a whole you're separate saying. episode. It's a whole separate thing, and we support your right to choose choose whether or not you want to receive the vaccine and any vaccine or any, any medical treatment, which we're going to talk about later. Actually, yeah. legally, how that works. So, um, this is about. This is so about the president. The, the precedent of giving over your rights and your freedoms in exchange for protection cannot do. No. What, who 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 said? Who 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 said? <laughs> um, the person who gives their freedom for protection deserves neither protection nor freedom. Oh shoot! Somebody somebody, somebody real important. good in the founding. Can you right. look that up? Yeah. Okay. While well, we're playing this next clip. Yeah. Well, the same clip continued. Okay. All right. So tonight, I'm announcing that the Department of Labor is developing an emergency rule to require all employers with 100 or more employees that together employ over 80 million workers to ensure their workforces are fully vaccinated. Stop. Or sh- I just want to point to something very quickly here. Yeah. This, this, this uh, figure, 80 million, ha- keeps coming up. Yeah. He said oh, um, about 80 million Americans are unvaccinated. He just said again, 80 um, th- employers with 100 employees or more, which together equals about 80 million. I don't know. Maybe that's tinfoil hat. But like, why is it so cl- like? Oh, I didn't even notice that. You know, I don't number. Right. Anyway, <laughs> which I just, makes I just data think and that's I weird. have a hard time with each other. And, but. and at... at, at Max, all this means is that it's arbitrary. It seems so arbitrary. So just like. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. You just don't trust it. I don't know I why don't, you would trust a president who goes up and says the words, it's not about freedom. Right. Anyway. I don't know why. Okay. Show a negative test at least once a week. Some of the biggest companies are already requiring this. The bottom line, we're going to protect vaccinated workers from unvaccinated coworkers. All right, stop. We're going to re- pick a narrative. Yep. Seriously. Are you protecting the unvaccinated? We want you to become protected and vaccinated. Are you protecting the vaccinated from the unvaccinated? Like the it, walkers it in Walking Dead? It literally doesn't make sense. We're and going to protect them from the unvaccinated? That is what the vaccine constant. does. It doesn't make any sense. I just sense. can't believe it. It's like if you need the government to protect you from the unvaccinated then what does the vaccine do which is like you know the most the person who i think has given the best argument for vaccines this entire go is ben shapiro yes because he has been honest he's like get the vaccine and then live your life right and that's it you're done and then he said or don't (laughs) 
and live your life. I right. don't care because now I have gotten the vaccine. Right. That's and what Ben I Shapiro is protected. saying. You know, right. he's like, I feel protected. I believe in the vaccine. And and that is probably gotten more people to take the vaccine than this entire right. administration combined yep, exactly. flailing around yep. in the way that they have been flailing around. Yeah. It was Ben Franklin, by the way. He says, any society that will give up a little liberty to gain a little security will deserve neither and lose both. Mm. This is the truth. This is the truth. Yep. Thus say Ben Franklin and producer Cha. All right, we're almost done with this, right? Yeah. Okay. Reduce the spread of COVID-19 by increasing the share of the workforce that is vaccinated in businesses all across America. I will sign an executive order that will now require all executive branch federal employees to be vaccinated. All. And I've signed another executive order that will require federal contractors to do the same. If you want to work with the federal government and do business with us, get vaccinated. Thank you for really spelling that out for us, Mr. Brown. You noticed how close he got to them. <laughs> that's that's petty, but he did get really close to the microphone. It was like a kindergartner. Yeah. He's like, read my lips. Right. Get Seriously. vaccinated, you dumb pigs. That's what it felt like he was yeah. saying. And I'm like, this is, you, as you use the word punitive. Yeah, and is. look, I know I'm not usually one to come for tone in this. I'm one in real life to, to talk about tone almost yeah. exclusively because there's that phrase. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. Yep. And this, it's what he said and how, how he said, said it. it. Yeah. And normally I try to give people the benefit of the doubt, but this is too intentional at this point. It really is. It, it is really too- is. And, and I just it's can't overt. It completely. I cannot understand how the president of the United States thinks how Joe Biden really thinks or even his team right because a lot of people said like he they think this will work right and that and that your vegetables right (laughs) like no and that he's gonna garner any admiration support minimum respect from anyone who didn't vote for him or doesn't really particularly like this him is something by, called by scolding this is called throwing red meat to the base it's yeah. what it's called in politics which is i've heard this about Republic, I, we everybody does this yeah and it's a, sometimes you galvanize your base but that's what it is when he's talking about the unvaccinated and protecting the vaccinated it's because right. he knows where his bread is buttered right yep. now frankly yep. he's not attempting to work across the aisle in any way otherwise no. you know this is the administration that comes out with they're, they have administ- they have bureaucracies that come out with lists about how to discuss people like um and i believe in this by the way for people with disabilities you don't say yeah. a disabled person you say a person with a disability and person living with a disability all of those rules i think sometimes they get overused i do believe in it for the people with disabilities but they they will use it for all different groups of people but suddenly it's not people who are unvaccinated it's the, the unvaccinated. unvaccinated like that capital it- t capital u which if that's how you normally speak and you call them the disabled, the unvaccinated, the 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 white people, the you know what I mean? that'd yeah, be fine. Whatever. But since this administration has made such a deal about correct language, it makes me think that the people who are checking his speech know what they're yeah, doing versus some people. OK, President Trump, you knew was flying, was shooting from the hip, as they say. <laughs> and a lot of the times you had to take him seriously not literally and yeah. you and, and that was the way he spoke but we know that this administration has made a deal about language and how it's used and how they yeah. discuss different groups of people this is intentional this is purposeful i don't know if um president biden is as much in on it but he does have speech writers and this was all in a teleprompter Absolutely. or in a piece of paper i'm assuming a teleprompter i don't think biden is in much other than this is a whole separate episode Oof, okay <laughs> anyway. okay almost done <laughs> If you want to do business with the federal government, vaccinate your workforce. That's where I said pass. <laughs> and tonight, 
I'm removing one of the last remaining obstacles that make it difficult for you to get vaccinated. The Department of Labor will require employers with 100 or more workers to give those workers paid time off to get vaccinated. No one should lose pay in order to get vaccinated Stop. or take a loved one. This is called an unfunded mandate, which is when the government requires you to do something but doesn't give you the resources to do it. Correct. So it's like you have to pay people to take time off, but we're not going to help you do it. Anyway, go on. Oh, is that it? Yeah, that was it. Okay. So there's a line in there that wasn't in that cut because again that was not the full speech this was just little clips Yeah, clips of it. one of the lines in there was we have been patient but our patience is wearing thin i said your patience literally your patience <laughs> if, if there was a if there was a point i watched this live um if there was a point where our i patience was is incensed, wearing thin i was incensed i like the sith like, lord that like a parent like again the whole the word of this whole speech that he gave this address was punitive punishment you will be punished like an angry mom yes if you don't do what i say unreal my patience is wearing thin uh okay i literally <laughs> could care less about your no, no. patience also it's i couldn't care less i don't care about your patience <laughs> what we're trying to say so there's an ap article that i read and basically if i could give it a title i would call it the republicans are getting mad that's not the title though but it said in this article republicans quote swiftly denounced the mandate which is what we just listened to that could impact 100 million americans as government overreach and vowed to sue and private employers who resist the requirements may do so as well texas governor greg abbott called it quote an assault on private business while governor henry Henry McMaster promised to, quote, fight them to the gates of hell to protect the liberty and livelihood of every South Carolinian. That's your home state, huh? Hey. <laughs> the Republican National Committee has also said it will sue the administration to protect Americans and their liberties. So the White House, this was in this AP article, says, quote, the White House is gearing up for legal challenges and believes that even if some of the mandates are tossed out, millions of Americans will get a shot because of the new requirements, saving lives and presenting the spread of the virus. Okay, this is nuts. They think that it's going to get tossed out, but maybe it'll work. This is exactly like the eviction moratorium. They're like, look, we know it's not going to work. We know it's not legal, but it might help in the meantime. You do not want this from the executive branch, by the way is in charge of executing the laws, not just making in runs around them. This right. is this it, is not unreal. it. And They're it supposed exactly, to be the chief protectors of the law. And it is exactly what well, you said. Yeah. They're just blowing smoke to their constituents. They're blowing smoke to their base. They're, what would you say, throwing the red, red meat, meat to, to the, the base. base? Because this is, this is going to do two things. It's going to bolster his base. It's going to just make them like, yeah. Go Biden. Get him. We, we've we've already seen that. We've already seen. I I saw people. Thank you, President Biden. Thank you, Mister Biden. Like whatever. Finally, whatever. you protected yeah, me from finally. my unvaccinated neighbors. Right. <laughs> what? Um, and then also, it's just going to. Um, it is going to cause, which I've seen. Hey, personally. the people that said that. What age do you think they were in a median when you were looking through your personal feed that were saying thank you, Biden? Yeah, forty-five to fifty-five. Okay. Women. <laughs> women literally oh ladies why is it always us it's always us okay so continuing that ap article it said quote biden is putting enforcement in the hands of the occupational safety and health administration uh this is me saying this but you know them as osha 
which is drafting a rule over the coming weeks. Jeffrey the Zients, the White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator, said Friday he warned that if a workplace refuses to follow the standard, the OSHA fines could be quite significant. But this is, of course, all, I'm out of the quote, this is, of course, to help businesses. This is the big pro-business move that the president is making. The administration, to be clear, has sworn not to protect us, but to protect the Constitution. And yet they are instituting a law through one of these over, these fat OSHA, this kind of fat government bureaucracy. They're instituting a law through them that they're not even sure will hold up. I mean, it's like they're just throwing things at the wall and seeing if they will stick. And that's what they're doing with all of these government overreaches. They're throwing totalitarian ideas at the wall and they're like, well, maybe they won't notice. And we're not. This is exactly how dictators behave. And what makes it even more cowardly to me is that he's flexing power through the government bureaucracy of OSHA. It's like he's going, he's in running in a million different ways. Literally, he's like, "Oh man, you guys, if you don't straighten up, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm sick, gonna sick OSHA on you. Yeah, I'm gonna sick my bureau- bureaucratic slow moving. OSHA's gonna find the bullet out of y'all. OSHA's gonna be so mad. It's like the lamest bully I have ever heard. It's just lame. I try, you know, I try so hard not to be mean on this, but he is being ridiculous, and this deserves to be treated with ridicule because he's acting like a complete lunatic and this is how it needs to be treated like it's lunacy like (laughs) president you can't do this this is not something you can do try again no thanks and you know that's what companies are saying we're about to play a cut so the daily wire Mm -hmm. if you haven't figured it out i'm a daily wire fan okay it's i've been outed use code guest guest. (laughs) there's no code that that would be sick that'd be hilarious so uh one of the co-ceos of the daily wire jeremy boring He came out along with companies like The Blaze and multiple other companies and not just media companies that have come out and said, uh, pass, (laughs) essentially. Literally, heck So we're going to play a little bit of Jeremy Borings because he gets straight to it. This is just a cut from his video that he posted to the world when Biden, President Biden, made this speech. (laughs) And he's saying Daily Wire is going to take a quick yeet. This starts at 104. Yeah, okay. Cut two. Dictator, I'd probably make you get it. But I'm not a dictator and neither is Joe Biden. He has no right to impose this burden on American businesses. How are we supposed to pay for it? What are we gonna do with all these new liabilities that we incur from injecting ourselves into the private health decisions of our employees? More to the point, he has no right to impose this burden on the American people. It's anti-science and it's totalitarian and we cannot comply with it. I say anti-science because the mandate contains no exceptions for those in low-risk demographic groups. There's no exceptions for those with natural immunity. Also. There's no taking into account the fact that these vaccines are pretty effective. So if you're vaccinated, congratulations, you're at low risk from COVID-19, whether your neighbor's vaccinated or not. And that's good news, since your vaccinated neighbor can still transmit the damn disease. And I say it's tyrannical, because using unelected bureaucratic machinery like OSHA to force small businesses into becoming the vaccine and testing enforcement arm of the federal government is definitionally anti-democratic. It marks a dramatic break with our constitutional order. According to Reuters, 75% of American adults are already vaccinated. At least they've already received one dose of the vaccine. And 53%, according to the CDC, are fully vaccinated. So people who want the COVID vaccine already have it. And those who don't want it shouldn't have to get it because it's a free country. It's not your job to protect me from me. And you already have the tools to protect yourself from me. So Joe Biden has no compelling reason to encroach on our liberties, other than he just doesn't like what we do with them. 
Well, guess what? Joe Biden isn't your mom. The government isn't your mom. And your employer sure as hell isn't your mom. We've already watched for over a year and a half as Americans have ceded liberty after liberty to wannabe tyrants like Anthony Fauci. They broke our economy. They locked us in our homes. They destroyed our supply chains. They crushed our small businesses. They massed our children. Enough. That is enough. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeremy Boring. That is exactly, oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That is exactly what we need. Yeah, this absolutely. is the vibe. Yep. 100%. Whether you're vaccinated or not, or whether all your employees are vaccinated or not, this is the vibe. This yeah. is the, we will not comply. Yep. That's the point we're at. We're at the peacefully don't comply. We're not at the violence level. We're not at the civil war level. We're at the peacefully. No. Respectfully. Respectfully. No. no. <laughs> Just not going to do it. We're at the point the president is mandating to businesses what to do. And even if it wasn't so overt, where he's literally telling businesses what to do, so the free market, I don't even know where that went, he's also monetarily pressuring businesses, saying the government won't do business with your company unless you do the government's bidding of getting all your employees vaccinated. You can't even get a federal contract without doing that. A am I this is so overt. Right. Am Are you I crazy? Is that what you're about to say? Yeah. Am I crazy? Or was this something that... Um, the previous administration was um, accused of doing basically like quid pro quo. I think that's how you say it. Like scratch your back. I'll, you scratch my back. I'll oh, scratch yeah. Like, Public private partnership like that. Yeah. Well, just just the the idea. Yes, it could. Yes. Be, but just like if you do this, I'll do that. The if baseline you, is everybody told us the last president was a totalitarian. And now the current president is behaving like a totalitarian and nobody cares. This yep. is the baseline. Literally and I'm not going to sit here and defend the former president rhetoric we all know about it but what i'm saying is that the total if we were going to to measure these two up against each other on a totalitarian scale president biden has tipped the scale it has fallen over on his side the scale is broken that's the point did that make sense was that even a good metaphor yeah thanks i needed that <laughs> okay so and even if he wasn't doing that he is mandating vaccines for all federal employees so according to a publication called the government executive quote thursday's guidance shared exclusively with the government executive ahead of publication says that all federal employees covered by the executive order and without a legally required exemption need to be fully vaccinated by november 2nd regardless of where they are working meaning those in maximum telework status or working remotely must still comply so even if they are working at their flippin dippin house they still have to get vaccinated which also proves it's that this unreal. is not about protecting no. anyone this is about power because if you are sitting alone in your house constantly you are not a threat to anyone maybe yourself again to reiterate i wish i could just replay what you just said this is not about protecting people this is about your compliance you're laying down your freedom laying down your liberty so that joe can tell you what to do and yeah. if you don't comply, you are punished. Not only you are punished, your employer is punished and everybody around you. So now it becomes peer pressure. Mm -hmm. They are making a pyramid of pressure yeah, that's around you. Squeezing you out. Which is why, again, whether you're vaccinated or not, something else Jeremy Boring, I believe, tweeted was get vaccinated and burn your vaccine card. So even if you are vaccinated, this is still a fight you need to get involved in. Yeah. Whether it, Vaccination status is irrelevant. You, you do not comply with things like this. 
Because if it infringes on the liberty of somebody else, you know for darn sure it's coming for you next. That's how this works. So also this the federal requirement for vaccines, they do say that you could potentially get an accommodation for a sincerely held religious belief, a disability, things like that. But they put in so many outs in this. They say um, determining whether an exemption is legally required will include consideration of factors such as the basis for the claim, the nature of the employee's job responsibilities, and the reasonably foreseeable effects on the agency's operation, including protecting other agency employees and the public from COVID-19. So it's like we're going to do it unless we don't want to do it, essentially, unless we feel like we don't want to. Right. That is really vague. So they'll say, like, you could have your job, except for we don't think it's safe for you to have your job, and now you don't. Bye. Okay, so that's the president. Can the president van- mandate vaccines? No. 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 Especially, the especially cannot mandate that businesses mandate vaccines. Right. Well, the thing is, is that he can because he did, but we can't Well, this is a really him. important distinction. Can is determined by our compliance. Yes. So and I'm going to, this is, oh man, you are giving away my good stuff, Jaw. This is literally sorry. my closing monologue. It's quite dramatic. Oh, well, pretend like you guys didn't hear that. Okay. And, and clap so, for her later. Yes, I need, I need it. Okay. So the next question is, can the mayor, can the mayor mandate vaccines? That was the president. But can the mayor mandate vaccines? Well, they are. Mayor Bill de Blasio of New York City introduced first was the trailblazer of the vaccine mandates the key to new york city so cha-cha and i have a really good friend who lives in new york city best friend really and cha was planning to go visit this friend at christmas time then new york city decided to go full full communist and mandated the (laughs) activity of its citizens and its businesses and and again regardless of your vaccination status i wouldn't do business with a little mini communist regime in the middle of america just kind of regardless of who you are so now we know this was just a test run for the federal government it was called the key to new york city which is where bill de blasio said you can enjoy all of your rights and freedoms as long as you do whatever i say which is just comical mayor bill de blasio you're acting like a fool so this is what the key to new york city is according to newyorkcity.gov nyc.gov vaccination proof for indoor activities are the key to new york city you should see the graphics on this you'd appreciate it cha as a designer it's just so like ooh, how fun i want to get this key okay so it says on the website quote as of august 17th people 12 and older are required to show proof that they have received at least one dose of the covid19 vaccine authorized for emergency use by the fda or who for indoor dining including restaurants catering halls event spaces hotel banquet rooms bars nightclubs cafeterias grocery stores with indoor dining coffee shops fast food or quick service with indoor dining for indoor fitness gyms fitness center fitness classes pools indoor studios and dance studios indoor entertainment includes movie theaters music and concert venues museums aquariums zoos professional sports arenas indoor stadiums convention centers exhibit halls performing arts theaters bowling alleys arcades pool and billiard halls recreational game centers adult entertainment and indoor play areas this new requirement called the key to new york city also means staff at all these locations must be vaccinated that is like literally every business almost Right. I don't know where you would go that wouldn't be included in that. Then later it says the highly contagious Delta variant is spreading quickly in New York City and unvaccinated people are at the most risk for infection, hospitalization and death. Learn how you can get vaccinated for free. Again, is this about the vaccinated or the unvaccinated? Time will tell. Okay, so the key to New York City, how do you prove that you have, oh boy, are you telling me how much, how far into this we are? I'm going to try to go quick, kids, but this is a long one, so... 
strap in because this is a big issue. So how do you prove that you have the key to New York City? You can have a CDC vaccination card, a New York City vaccination record. Just flash that to your hostess and you'll be right on your way. Let me you just can have, pull my manila folder out. <laughs> your New York City COVID safe app or an Excelsior pass. These are two things on your phone. So you can do anything you want in New York City as long as you carry your record, medical records with you literally everywhere you go. And New York City's made that super easy with a series of apps, which so thoughtful. Thank you, New York. That's just collecting all of your data. Ben Shapiro would have a cow. <laughs> that is not a secure VPN. <laughs> Should we start the Ben Shapiro fan club? I mean, we're being like a little embarrassing so. <laughs> this episode, frankly. <laughs> we should start getting slash Michaela. Daily Wire slash Michaela. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So then they say you can get some reasonable accommodations. You have a right to not face discrimination based on race. They're saying basically they can't ask you if you're black for a, discrim- a vaccine card and not the white people because they just assume because you're black you're not vaccinated and stuff. I'm like, oh, thank God, tackling the big issues. Then, <laughs> it's a big website. I spent so much time on it. So then they had some guidance for customers and employees on equitable in- implementation and businesses on equitable implementation. Of course, I clicked links regarding reasonable accommodations for people who will not present their vaccine card or have not been vaccinated. We'll get to that. But here's my first concerns right off the bat. Let me begin by talking about old people. So my grandparents cannot freaking stand how automated the world is. Everything is online. So can you imagine taking my grandma, your grandma, your grandfather, and asking them to download an app onto their phone that has their medical records in them and remember their phone every time they go out to do something? And if not, to carry in their purse their medical records. I don't know if anybody knows a person who's older and didn't grow up with cell phones and didn't grow up because they're normal and lived in a normal country, not having to carry around their medical records. (laughs) Maybe this could be challenging. This another thing, of course, apps are only confusing if you can afford them. So people who can't even afford phones, this is going to be a real issue. You know, this is so, it makes me want to scream because they're requiring in a city where um, they were so concerned with voter ID. Oh, I'm about to do that, Cha. Wait, hold it, hold it, because I'm, I'm literally about to do that, and it's coming. Okay, so the other group I'm, I'm genuinely concerned about is homeless people. If they don't have a phone, now they have to carry on a piece of paper at all times and never lose it. People with disabilities, people with housing insecurity. Have you ever walked through New York City, any of you? Do you honestly believe that the homeless population of New York City will always be carrying around a vaccine passport? Do you honestly believe this? I'm cons- I mean, truly, this is just going to further divide the classes of New York City if they need it they're already so divided it's like the wealthy live so differently in New York City than the poor and that divide is only going to get bigger also remember back when we thought that minorities and poor people couldn't get IDs (laughs) this is exactly what you were talking about so the argument was that there wasn't enough resources to obtain one and we didn't want them barred from voting because of it but we are completely comfortable with barring them from a myriad of other activities can't go to eat can't go get groceries can't go in to entertainment can't do anything that's fine as long as you can vote for and here's the kicker here's the kicker so according to national review for any individual who appears to be 18 years of age or older the establishment must also verify that the individual's identification card aka the driver's license passport etc bears the same identifying information as the proof of their vaccination oh this is just hilarious (laughs) it really is hilarious it's like they weren't really concerned at all it's as if the leaders of the progressive movement never gave a blip about any of these groups And, and also i think people who who thought that they were following the people who cared about this so maybe you 
consider yourself progressive and you believe the progressive leaders, I do feel that you have been misled by them and that they have told you that they care about these people. But you would look, okay, if you've ever been, if you've ever studied um, abusive relationships or gaslighting, one of the biggest rules is look at what they do, not at what they say. So they tell you that they're concerned about ID for voting because they want equal access. And then they turn around and they institute a double ID to have access to a restaurant. Yep. You got to look at what they say, not what they do because well, they do. Gaslighters lie to you. They will continue to lie to you. And these politicians are gaslighting the blip out of all of us right, right. now. I actually, one day I want to write a book. Gaslighters had a spot. This is my new title. Don't steal that. Somebody listening. Oh, maybe we'll cut that out. Should we really? I'll bleep it. I'll go beep, beep, beep. Oh my gosh. That is so funny. Okay. So I have a future book title and you'll never know what it is. But you'll <laughs> until have to it just comes out. wait with about gaslighting breath. though. Okay. So it's as if they never cared about these people. What's here's, the, here's the skinny Vax Cause I guess I'm in that kind of mood today because we're recording on a, on a Sunday this week and I'm just feeling loose. Yeah. I'm at a romper. I don't have any shoes on. Vaccine passports are a predominantly elitist pastime to protect the upper class from the undesirables that they feel put them at risk. This is the most upper class pastime that I've ever heard of in my whole life. That is why we have watched the narrative shift from protect the unvaccinated to protect the vaccinated from the unvaccinated. We just got to come out and say that this is an elitist pastime to divide people out from the undesirables, to protect them and identify the undesirables and make it easier to separate them, keep them away from the elite. That's what's happening here because, or people, and I think at the top, and I also think some people are being genuinely misled and they actually are afraid for their lives because the elites at the top who enjoy the pastime of dividing people out based on their class and by other really ridiculous reasons who enjoyed the division, they're lying to all of us about why they do what they do. And it misleads the good hearted people who genuinely want to do what's right. And they end up being pawns in what is wrong. This is the most devastating part of the progressive movement to me is that there are so many good people in it that don't know what's going on and think they're doing the right thing. That's a whole separate tangent. But to be clear about this, I do think that you need an ID to vote, by the way. I'm pointing out this contradiction because it's ridiculous. I do think you need an ID to vote, but I don't think you need one to shop or go to a play or go eat inside. And I don't feel that this is contradictory in literally any way because any honest person understands that these are extremely different things. ID proves citizenship, which is a prerequisite to voting, ID is not a prerequisite for me to go eat at an Italian restaurant in New York City, and it never has been. And it can only be explained, to quote Governor Ron DeSantis, as a biomedical security state. That is the only way to explain the way the governor, I'm governor, Mayor, please God, don't be the governor, Mayor de Blasio is behaving. Okay, so then I did click on the guidance for customers and employees on equitable implementation. I'm going to skip it, but basically they were like, hey, can I get a reasonable accommodation? No, (laughs) basically is the answer. (laughs) Okay, that's just, oh, well, they did say, what was interesting is you don't have to present a vaccination if you are exempt for disabilities, pregnancies, religious beliefs, statuses, domestic violence, victim stalking, or sexual offenses. And I was like, why is that? And then I was thinking it's because of the identification. If you're being stalked, you don't want to show your identification everywhere. That's going to make it worse. So anyway, whatever, that's just what it is. I'm making light of Mayor Bill de Blasio because it's ridiculous (laughs) that Mayor de Blasio thinks that he's the dictator of New York City. I mean, this idea is 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 a joke. And now other mayors are following suit. 
If you live in New York, I mean this so you visit New York. I mean this so sincerely. Whether you are vaccinated or not, you should never supply a vaccine ID ever. You should burn it. You should not download the app. Do not comply with this. It enforces de Blasio's fake, silly sense of superiority and power. You should not do it. If you see someone who's denied entrance because they live in a place with a petty tyrant, you should leave that place with them. If somebody is unvaccinated or refuses to present an ID because they're a patriot, you should leave with them. Take it and walk. Seriously, this is what we're going to have to do as a society because we take care of each other. Regardless of your vaccination status, we take care of each other. That's what community members do. When your community members' rights are violated, then you also have to step up, regardless of whether your rights have been personally violated or not. If you live in New York, if you visit New York, if you live in one of these other places with petty tyrants, do not comply to these mandates. Do not do it. Okay, so next. (laughs) Next is can your employer mandate vaccines? This gets sticky. Yeah, well, because, well, right off the bat, it's yes, right? So it's yes in a free market. Right. Uh, here's the thing. We're just going to jump to it. We just had the president tell all the businesses mm-hmm. with over 100 employees what to do. Right. And pressure the businesses from all angles. We do not have a free market. I'm a big believer in the free market. I love the free market. The market is not free right now. Right. So in a free market, yeah, maybe. But this has, that's kind of, <sighs> Republicans you- right now are stepping out and they're crying free market. So for example, in Florida, there are people in Florida begging for a special session to pass legislation to outlaw vaccine discrimination and mask mandates. Republicans are saying we can't do that because we don't want to tell businesses what to do. Crying free market. I'm wondering where these Republicans are when the president four days ago just told all the businesses what to do. Right. Where is the protection of the free market now? The president is overtly pressuring and mandating businesses. What free market? I also want to say this, that when you think about what is the job of the government, it is to protect our rights. It's not to protect me. You're not my dad. It's government's job is to protect our rights from the overreach of them in the government, but also from each other. And I think that there's an argument there to be made as well, that when your citizens start to encroach on your rights, that the government also has a role there to ensure that doesn't happen. I think we're in a stickier situation than that even. But what I don't like to see is so many Republicans step forward and cry limited government who have never limited the government in their entire career as politicians. I think now we're also seeing that, let's just say I don't want to get vaccinated. And I work for a company and it bids for federal contracts. I am now going to be fired because of my medical choice to not get vaccinated because of the government. So this is like politicians. Hello, like do your job. The question is, can an employer mandate a vaccine in a free market? Maybe. I still think there's some ifs on that. Maybe. The question is, is the market actually free or are free market people speaking of the free market and the Republican party completely missing the moment that we are living in, in every single way. Government and corporations are openly colluding together to force widespread compliance, and they are not being shy about it until we detangle the government and the market for politicians to say, I won't do anything because of the free market is a kind of Trojan horse. And I think it's based on missing the moment that we live in. 
they aren't seeing it because I also want the free market and I want to live in an America where we can trust the market to work itself out. But the government is so tangled in our market right now that to just now suddenly as government people be like, oh, I can't touch the market. You've been touching the market for so long. Do not stop now when it starts to infringe on our personal liberties. This is not the time to suddenly pretend that you are for limited government when you have never limited the government. You have only expanded it. That's all we've done in the government is make it bigger and bigger and fatter and fatter. So that's that's my whole bit here is that I've seen too many too many Republicans step forward and say, oh, guys, I want to, but the free market. I would help you, but hands are tied with the free market. Those same people, where are you when the president just stepped forward and told the market exactly what to do? I mean, when we're bailing out these big businesses, we're so in bed. The government and, and corporations are in bed together. For a politician to act like that's not true is just willfully ignorant or maybe truly ignorant. Maybe it's nostalgic even. Maybe some people have been in government for so long they think that's still what's happening. That's not what's happening. All you have to do is listen to the president and realize that's right. not what's going on. I want to just shed light on either they're woefully out of touch Yes. Or they are willfully ignorant. I wanted a cartoon made, if somebody's an artist, of the Republican Party. And it would say, like, it's like people in business suits and it says the Republican Party. And it's like a big vat and it says socialism on it. And they're drowning in it. And they're holding on to a book that says the free market. <laughs> it's like, but at least we kept the free market. It's like, right. hello. Right. And I want the market to be free. I can't understate that I freaking love the free market. I would like to get back to the free market. I'd like to get the government out of the market in basically every way, but they're not. And right now what we're seeing is a forced compliance from the top down. Politicians need to step up and protect the rights of the people. Not of the president. Like what? No. <laughs> this is not the time to hide behind slogans and ideals. This is not the time. And I think that's what our politicians are doing with this. I think they're missing the moment. Totally. So that's my that's my thought about that. I also think you could argue about can an employer do it? I, I do see that. Um, but I do the moment yeah. that we're in makes that question null and void. Right. Because every power structure that <laughs> exists has colluded to force compliance on this single right. issue and many other issues, in fact. And that has to do with the fact that they are entangled with the government. Media, business, they all know their bread is buttered with the government instead of with the people. Right. Then they do not prioritize the people. So we need the politicians to prioritize the people. We need somebody to prioritize the people. And we need to prioritize ourselves, yeah, which is where we start with do not comply. Right, I was going to say. Just say, I just don't do it. And when you see it happening to somebody else, say something. You cannot continue to allow the liberties of yourself and others to be eroded. All you have to do is just say no. I'm not saying you go and take to the streets. You write, I don't want you to do that. In fact, that's not where we're at right now. That's not the moment that we're in. We are in the do not comply moment. This is where we are. We are we are blessed that we are still in a country that at least pays lip service to freedom and liberty. And you have to hold people accountable when they yeah. say words like that to actually mean it. Yeah. When they say, I care about personal liberty, which of course our president said he doesn't. Uh, he said it's not about that at least. Right. But we do pay lip service to the Constitution at this point. So you should at least read it and stand up for what it says because we cannot allow the small group of bureaucrats and politicians to strip the country away from us. They can't do that. It's outside of their power and we can't let them do it. All right. Last thing, cause I know we're going 
over. My last one was, can your university do it? This is happening. Can your university do it? Schools is another one. I just got to do that for a whole nother episode. It would be private versus public. Yes, this is a big thing. And it depends on the state you live in. Right. So, for example, in Florida, you can't because we passed a legislation that bans vaccine mandates. Or, I'm sorry, vaccine passports. Pardon me. And the governor signed an executive order that states, quote, businesses in Florida are prohibited from requiring any documentation certifying a COVID-19 vaccination. It, It was more than that. There's some dot, dot, dots in that. The question is, is a university a business and the difference between public and private? We're still sorting that out, it seems. Time will tell. I will say that if you're choosing a university, I would choose one that values liberty and freedom. That's who I would choose to get educated by, just just yep. by the way. So there's students in Indiana University being sued. Uh, Indiana University is being sued by eight students who claim that the university's COVID-19 vaccine mandate violates the 14th Amendment right to refuse medical treatment. I know we're almost out of time, Cha, but I got to do this. Yeah. You are going to Google one day. <laughs> I'm prophesying. If you do Google one day, can the government mandate vaccines? This is a this is a big question. You say, hey, can the government even mandate vaccines? Like, are they able to do this? You're going to see multiple articles saying yes, and they're going to cite a case called Jacobson versus Massachusetts from 1905. They're going to say, over 105 years ago, we settled this. The government can mandate mandate vaccinations. You're going to see this. Trust me, Google it, you'll find it. This is what Jacobson versus Massachusetts was. You need to know what it is. You need to know the truth about it. Jacobson versus Massachusetts, 1905, upheld a fine against an individual who failed to take the smallpox vaccine pursuant to the ordinance of the Department of Health in Cambridge, Massachusetts. So they wouldn't pay a fine, by the way. That was what this was about, was a fine for not getting vaccinated for smallpox in 1905. I want to begin by saying this is not smallpox, statistically. So Dr. Deb Shakravar... Oh my gosh, Shakravar... Shock Ravarti and a talk at your college was talking about smallpox and said death occurs in quote 30% of smallpox cases. It if it does not kill its victims, it scars and disfigures them for life. We know this is not true with the COVID-19 virus. In fact, Cha and I did some math earlier prepping for this. I looked at the CDC and the numbers for the last 30 days, and I had the total case number, and I had the number of total deaths, and we divided them to find out what is the fatality rate, how many people who catch COVID-19 die and the number was what again i mean you can check our math on this so it was the total number of deaths was 670,565 and the total cases was i'm just going to say the number 41915285 we divided those by each other and what did we get 0.01 okay so what we got is 0.016 what we got is not smallpox right (laughs) so exactly so, but regardless, even if that wasn't a factor, even if we said, okay, these are not legally similar because smallpox and COVID-19 are not comparable, fine. But regardless, Jacobson does not seem to be the case to use for legal precedence. This case in 1905, again, this case was from 1905, let's begin with that. It was used and cited to justify the Buck versus Bell case in 1927, which gave a big thumbs up to forcibly sterilizing, quote, the feeble-minded. I got to read some of this from you. So, Yikes. quote, terrible. this is from the uh, the opinion from the court. Quote, we have seen more than once the public welfare may call upon the best citizens for their lives. This was written by Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes, writing for the majority. Quote, it would be strange if I could not call upon those who already sap the strength of the state 
for these lesser sacrifices. To be clear, what he's saying is, I'd like to call upon the, quote, feeble-minded who are sapping the strength of the state for the lesser sacrifice of being sterilized forcibly. This is what he's saying. Quote again, often not felt to be such not felt to be such by those concerns, in order to prevent our being swamped with incompetence, it is better for all the world if instead of waiting to execute degenerate offspring for crime or to let them starve for their imbecility, society can prevent those who are manifestly unfit from continuing their kind. Still reading, the principle that sustains compulsory vaccination is broad enough to cover cutting the fallopian tubes. Then they say, Jackson... Jacobson versus Massachusetts. He quotes it right there. He says, Jacobson versus Massachusetts. Then he says, three generations of imbeciles are enough. This is the legal precedent that they're wanting us to return to, which is what we used in the Buck versus Bell case. What these articles that are going to tell you that the Jacobson case is so relevant, this 1905 case, which is so relevant when they don't think so many things are relevant. They're not going to cite the Cruzan versus the director of Missouri Department of Health in 1990, a much more recent case, when Chief Justice Reinquist declared in a majority opinion regarding the... This was about a case to refuse life-saving treatment. Okay, so it's very similar to the Terry Schiavo case. He said, quote, Every human being of adult years and sound mind has a right to determine what shall be done with his own body. According to an NIH website article called Jacobson versus Massachusetts. It's not your great-great-grandfather's public health law. This is, again, on the NIH website. It says, quote, Jacobson was decided in 1905 when infectious disease were the leading cause of death and public health programs were organized primarily at the state and community levels. Let me give you what this is about. They're saying in 1905, everything was different, basically. I'm going to keep reading. The federal government had comparatively little involvement in health matters other than preventing ships from bringing diseases such as yellow fever into the ports. Few weapons existed to combat epidemics, which is true. There was no FDA, no regulation of research, and no doctrine of informed consent. The Flexner report was five years in the future. Medicine would have little to offer other than sulfonamides, which were developed in the 1930s, and most vaccines wouldn't be available for almost half a century. Hospitals were only beginning to take their modern form. People who had mental illnesses were often shut away in asylums. Contraception and interracial marriage were crimes. Women did not have the right to vote. And Jim Crow laws prevented African-American men from exercising constitutional rights that it took the Civil War to win. So what you're saying is that we are potentially operating or we're going back to operating on a precedent that also included all of those crazy things. It was during the same time. Right of the Jim Crow era. I mean, there are some legal precedents that we can use from that time, but since my, my, and there's a lot that we can use from the past. I'm not saying everything from 1905 needs to be thrown out, but I'm saying that time has proven Jacobson to be unfit for liberty. That is what time has proven, which is exactly what happened with like Jim Crow laws. We thought they were a good idea. It was legislated. Even the courts said it was okay. And we realized that it did not fit into our manifest for liberty. It infringed on personal liberty. In fact, NIH on this website, they went on. NIH is the National Institute of Health. And yeah, they didn't write this. This was written by three different smarties. Wendy Mariner, George Annis, and Leonard Glantz. Three smarties. (laughs) I think they'd like being called that. I mean that. They're three smarties. (laughs) Okay, so they go on to say in this article, quote, Public health and constitutional law have evolved to better protect both health and human rights since Jacobson. That's what they're talking about. State sovereign power to make laws of all kinds has not changed in the past century. This is important too. Federal versus state, they have different rights. So the fact that this is coming federally means something different than if it came from a state. This is important. 
What has changed is the court's recognition of the importance of individual liberty and how it limits that power. Preserving the public's health in the 21st century requires preserving respect for personal liberty. This is what that article says, against Jacobson even, saying, look, since the Jacobson case, legally there have been new precedents that have come in and they've effectively reversed what Jacobson said and they've expanded it to, not even expanded it, they've said, nah, pass. And now they're saying that we have to take into account personal liberty, that adults of sound mind have a right to decide what goes into their body. A lot has changed about personal liberty since 100 years ago. We've made a lot of advancements in the world of personal liberty to live up to the manifest that we were founded on, which was a beautiful, fabulous manifest. I'm not arguing to throw away everything from the past. I'm saying throw away everything in the past that was stupid. Do you understand what I'm saying? (laughs) And not in line with the principles of our founding. So we deviated from our founding when we did something like Jacobson. We were, there was a deviation and consistently we're trying to live up to the ideals, ideas of our founding. And Jacobson was a, a, a fail in my opinion. So people say that, and I agree that there seems to be a precedent to protect citizens' right to refuse medical care under the due process clause of the 14th amendment. Let me read that. It says, no state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of the law, nor deny any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. I do agree with this. I do think that this protects our right to refuse medical treatment, as there has been found in multiple cases, like the Cruzen case that I mentioned. I just had to bring that up because these students at the universities, they're suing on behalf of the fact that they feel their 14th Amendment rights are being violated under the due process clause. Legalese, I know. And maybe some of you are like, oh, Michaela, please, like, go back to making fun of the president. (laughs) But it's important because you're going to see people referencing the Jacobson case. You need to know that case in context and you need to understand what came after that case that had a bigger focus and a better understanding of personal liberty and how it related to public health. That has changed in the last 100 years. We have advanced in that way. And I believe mostly in going to the past to find our answers. And that's why I looked to find the answers to what happened in the Jacobson case and why did we go away from it? And now why are we pretending like we should go back to it? Okay. Okay. I'm going to stop there because I could go on for about 100 million years. I'm going to wrap it up. The question that you brought up actually earlier, Cha, Well, you didn't bring up this question. I brought it up as who can mandate vaccines. That's the name of this episode. The real answer, though, which is something you said, is whoever you let mandate them. And I mean that. Mayor de Blasio, President Biden, businesses, your university, they rely on your compliance for their power. Before you comply, I want you to look at these situations individually because they are different. Individually, I want you to look at each one and determine for yourself if the powers that be really have the authority to mandate a vaccine. And you might find that this is a different answer in each of these situations, in each of these scenarios, but at least question it. If anyone claims that they have the power, don't believe them until you do your own research. Totalitarian regimes, totalitarian ideas, they rely on compliance. It's time to practice peaceful resistance whenever appropriate. Question power with grace, strength, and with facts. Basically, you need to know your rights and you need to speak up for them when they are being violated or when your friend, colleague, or classmate's rights are being violated. Speak up for them too. Whether you're vaccinated or not, 
We need all of us to question if the people mandating vaccines even have the right to do so. Whether you are vaccinated or not, do not comply. Do not show your medical information to anyone who you are not completely sure has the right to know. Really look into this and then decide for yourself. It's okay if you don't agree with me. That's fabulous, in fact. But do yourself the honor and the favor of looking into it and choosing for yourself, situation by situation. The people that tell me they have power over me, do they really? And where do they derive it from? And do I agree with the source that they derive it from? This is crucial. And we're happy to help you with that. After the show, producer Cha will tell you how to get in contact with us. If you have ideas, if you have questions, if you're in a situation personally where you're not sure if this is an overreach or within somebody's rights, we might not know the answers, but we are happy to work that out with you. Me and producer Cha, you can always reach out to us. If you know something is not right, research it, confirm your instinct, and then speak up. Thank you everyone for listening and remember, treat everyone with kindness and never trade what looks right for what is right. Hey everybody, thanks so much for joining us this week. It's been fun with you today, and you know, we always like really taking you there. <laughs> As always, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Something Burger Podcast and on Twitter at S Burger Podcast. Like Michaela said, if you want to reach out to us, you can reach us at somethingburgerpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to know how you can help Something Burger Podcast, we invite you to drop a review. Tell us what you think. Let us know what you'd like to hear, what you loved hearing, and leave us five stars if you can. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.